Hello, welcome to Delayed Effect. For your edification and mine, this is in fact chapter 9. Oh shit, that rhymed. <laughs> cool. Huh, well, that worked. Um, hey, this is Packy. Welcome back to Mishu. Ah, uh, yes, that was a new intro, as a matter of fact. I will get into that a little bit later as to why I didn't just use the original file, but I don't know, I kind of like playing a new one every time, you know? Especially when I get a new piece of gear. <sighs> Spoilers. Ooh, shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of fun. It just you know, keeps it fresh, I guess. So, why not? Maybe every episode or every other I'll do that. I don't fucking know. I say that now and then use the same one for the next five. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But as for now, let's just get on with the show. First and foremost, um, the show is not really brought to you by anything. <laughs> uh, you can find it on tangentboundnetwork.com under shows.tangentboundnetwork.com under the real life section. I believe Mark placed it under. Um, it is not so much brought to you by the Tangibound Network, but because of my affiliation and connection to the network itself, Mark was like, yeah, of course, I'll throw it up on here for you. So it's it's like kind of like a Tangibound Network production in a way, sponsored by. I, I think they're more of a sponsor than anything, but whatever. It's it's all part of the same melting pot that is me and my shows. Um, still working on iTunes. <laughs> Fortunate. I'm sorry. I know there's people out there that aren't listening because it's not on iTunes. I think Chris from Podblock probably has not heard an episode because it's not on iTunes and he is an iOS user. But hopefully soon, if I ever get off my metaphorical posterior and take care of that shit, I just, I keep forgetting about that because I'm not an iOS user, so I don't think about iTunes until I'm sitting here recording it, and then after I stop and upload, I forget. So, um, hey, whoever's listening right now, send me a tweet on Twitter at DEffectPod, or, um, Facebook, or text, or Snapchat, whatever you have me on. Send me a message and say iTunes. That's all. Just say iTunes. Hopefully, when I get it, I will go, oh yeah, light bulb. And I'll fucking email Apple and ask them why it's not working. Yeah, so, um, pretty please? With the sugar on top? Lots of sugar. Um, yeah. I don't know if I say um a lot in this or not. I kind of use it to bridge a gap. It's it's not even like a... Well, I, I guess that's what everyone does with it, really. But but I don't I don't use it as a... As, as kind of an unbeknownst-to-me kind of gap bridger. <laughs> wow. Wow, that did not work out very well. Um, no, there's one. It, see, that, see, for me, the, the um is like a... It's it's almost like a deflection in a way. <laughs> I I find myself using it when 
when I say something intentionally stupid or dumb and then immediately try and deflect away from that and go on to something else. It's really strange. You know, it's, it's what I do apparently, but it's, yeah, it's weird. I've, I've noticed that in conversation when, when it's almost like when I sarcastically poke fun at myself and then I go, it's like blah, 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 blah. Um, then onto this, you know, it's like moving directly onto the next point as a way to kind of, distract you from the fact that I just said something really stupid, even though it was sarcastically intentional. Yeah, I know. I don't even really understand myself half the time, but you know, whatever. <sighs> so anyway, how's everyone doing? This is a couple days late. Yeah, sorry. Really busy this weekend. We had a big difference in weather (laughs) over the last few days as opposed to what it's normally been i believe in the past few episodes i've said something about kind of a heat wave going on where it's just been really really fucking hot and then on (laughs) on saturday it's all of a sudden this huge windstorm came through there was hardly any rain with it but it was just like wind 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 and and then you know being that i work in the parks department and being that on the weekend I'm one of two people that basically runs the entire city. Yeah. (laughs) The wind is a big dick to me and my job. So there was a lot of, uh, uh, limbs from trees that had fallen off, you know, big and small. We don't usually worry about the smaller ones, you know, they'll land in the road and then, people driving by it'll kind of blow it into the center lane or at least the center median dividing line or off to the side of the road but the bigger ones uh yeah we we have to get those so you know i'm driving around and i see one pop out pick it up if i can if not go grab a chainsaw come back blah blah blah. i only found really like two or three that were worth my time um in one in the road and then one in one of the parks so <laughs> that was that was interesting because the the pathways in the park are big enough for our Ford F150s to drive on comfortably with the ability to pull off a little bit to the left or right so the people can walk by or ride their bikes by they they were intentionally created as such because they're meant to be access ways for our trucks as well and there was a branch that had fallen on the grass arched about four feet tall over the pathway and then back onto the other side of the grass for another few feet. It was a giant fir tree limb and it was huge (laughs) and I didn't have a chainsaw with me and I didn't really feel like running all the way back to the shop just to get one. So I pulled out a little, uh, one of those little, if, if you know, landscaping tools, um, a Corona handsaw and just started plucking away at it. I, I cut about to the middle as much as I could. I mean, I, I would say it was probably about, uh, four or five inches in diameter, cut about halfway through and then from the bottom up as far as I could. And then I just kicked the shit out of it until it broke and threw it in the back of the truck. And there we go. Done, done On to the next one. And, uh, Yeah. That was that was Saturday. Well, because of the fact that 
that uh, the wind was picking up like a motherfucker like that. Also, there was some special event that was being run, so I had to stay late that day. But because of the wind picking up and knocking the little limbs all over the road, when the giant fucking downpour came the next day, <laughs> it washed all of them into the uh, the storm drain catch basins, you know, which is essentially those grates that you see on the side of the road that are meant to catch debris from going into the stormwater runoff, which, you know, where the hell does that water go? It goes through, a, I think, believe it goes through a filter system and probably out into a res- reservoir or into the river. I think it goes into the river. I don't actually know. Hmm. It's not my department, so, you know, I'm a parks boy. I'm a parks seasonal. <laughs> I'm the low end of the totem pole. And... Uh, so needless to say, you know, being that again, one of only two people running the entire city, I was out on my lunch break and I noticed there was a huge, huge flooded lane that was about, uh, I'd say five or six inches high flooding over the curb onto the sidewalk even. And so I thought, eh, shit, I should probably do something about that. So I, I went and got lunch, you know, I was on my lunch break and you know, mandated time off, I guess. Um, and it wasn't raining anymore. It wasn't getting any worse. So after I ate my food, I'd ran out with uh, my coworker. <laughs> and so I'm trying to find this, the storm drain. I'm looking at it and it's just murky. You can't see through the water at all. And I'm trying to find the drain. And I realized, I mean, the, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd say that the, the puddle itself was probably about six or seven car lengths long. And so I'm, I'm trying to find my footing. I'm standing behind a tree, and I didn't even think that I wasn't visible to the road, and somebody plowed through the puddle and just splash all over me. And I thought, you know, I was behind the tree. That's fine. That was my mistake for not being more visible. So I step out onto the curb, or at least where I assumed the curb was, and I'm poking around with my pitchfork trying to find the debris in the drain, and some other asshole just plows right through. I'm in plain sight. There's nothing blocking me. I'm clearly standing right there. He has no reason. There was no car in the other lane. He could have easily diverted around the puddle. No. That guy was hell-bent dead set on being a complete and total asshat. (laughs) I wanted so badly to just turn flip the bird but i couldn't because i'm a city worker and that would not look good so i kept my cool i just gave him a thumbs up i just you can't see what i'm doing but i just turned right towards him in front of all the traffic and just gave a thumbs up and a big smile which is like you know a uh, passive aggressive sarcastic middle finger <laughs> but it's funnier that way so and everyone understood and then i think one other person accidentally did it they tried to swerve at the last second but they couldn't because there were cars in the other lane. So I just, they had to bite the bullet and they slowed down. So it didn't get me as wet, but that second dude is just a fucking douche nozzle. And, uh, I eventually found it, it was, it was really cool too. Cause like it's completely plugged with, you know, tree bits and, uh, I, I find it and I, I just unplug a little bit and there's this little, I'd say about a size of a ping pong ball, a hole that just forms. And it's just like toilet drain circling down, down, down like that. 
And I'm like, oh, cool, I found it. And I just clear it away, and you just hear it go. Just like, like a waterfall pouring into the drain. And got back in the truck, and when we pulled out of the parking lot, it was already gone. So, yeah, that was... That was what I had to do Sunday. Um, you know, for those that are interested in the life and times of a parks maintenance employee, you know, the uh, the blue-collar side of parks and rec, if you will. Um, <laughs> it's it's interesting, you know. It's, it's not in my job description to do anything like this, but, you know, one city, as we jokingly say... <laughs> it's funny because there's there's dividing lines you know even in our department that it's split between two different sides and you know like one half of the department runs one side of the city i shouldn't say runs they maintain one side of the city and the other half maintains the other and to some of them there is clearly a dividing line and to me i'm like we're all in the same department why can't we just get along <laughs> why does there have to be some kind of segregation I believe it's been documented in history that that's a bad thing but maybe that's just me maybe I'm misreading I don't know but nevertheless enough griping about work um, after I got done with work on Sunday I went and visited my brother and got to see my nephew uh, again I, I actually had seen him had seen him. I saw him. There we go. <laughs> I saw him last weekend. Did I even do an episode last weekend? I don't remember. When did that episode come out? Pardon me while I do a little homework real quick. Eight days ago. Yeah, I guess I did do one. Okay, I did do one last weekend. When? <laughs> Eight days ago, it came out, it says. Did I do on Saturday night? I don't even remember. Hmm. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that was Saturday night that I recorded that. So my nephew was over that night, but he was, you know, well asleep in bed. And... I guess that's, yeah, I decided to record a quick episode before I went to bed. Well, then the news hasn't been spoken about on here. And granted, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you've already seen it come and go. But <laughs> I woke up that next morning to go to work and go out to my car and found the window smashed in. Somebody broke into my car to steal my headphones that I had accidentally left sitting uh, rather hanging around the rear view mirror they were uh, lg bluetooth wireless headphones you know they're pretty cool they're like 60 bucks they weren't really super expensive but i i hang them around the mirror because i'm tired of them being around my neck because i get sweat on them and it you know leaves a funny feeling if i leave them on too long and so i i hang them around the mirror so that way i can see them there and know when i get home to not leave them there because they're right in front of me. <laughs> well, I'd gotten four hours of sleep that night before. And I was really excited to get in and see my nephew, so I didn't even think about it. And just left them hanging there. 
the one time <laughs> that I did. I, I normally never leave them in the car, or if I did, I left them covered. Or, But more often than not, I'd brought them in with me because I had to charge them. You know, they were uh, wireless, like I said before, so they were they ran on a like a little rechargeable battery with a port similar to that, which is on um, most phones, except for you fucking Apple users. And <laughs> I, I guess someone really needed headphones. You know, I, I hope they're using them in good health because, I mean, they're great headphones, so I don't blame them, I guess, for wanting a pair. It's easier ways to go about it. You could have just asked. I mean, I have enough money. I can buy my own new pair. Whatever. Um. Yeah, so I go out in the glass on the ground, more glass in my car, and I have to spend the next hour and a half cleaning the mess up, filing the police report, filing the insurance claim, blah, 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 blah. All that because some asshole wanted my headphones, which is weird because I left my guitar in the car too. Not not my good one, my, my old Ibanez acoustic. I left it, I mean, it was in the back on the ground, kind of underneath the seat. It wasn't covered. There was more shit in the back nothing valuable but i mean that guitar is like a when i bought it it was almost three hundred dollars i mean now it's probably worth a hundred at best but still you know with with that in mind and the door wasn't even unlocked there was like money in the glove box the fucking garage door opener was in there they could have opened up and i mean you know, n- none of this is there anymore i'm not leaving anything in that car that can considered it's even moderately valuable so (laughs) i just i guess i can't take any chances but it's just it it leads me to believe with all the facts in place that this was a kid that did this i mean in my mind it's like well you know if if you're gonna steal something I mean, if if I was going to steal something from a car I broke into that didn't have an alarm, at my age, I would think go for everything, look in everything, see what you can find. You know, I mean, maybe they didn't want to leave fingerprints. I don't know if that's even something that cops would check on a fucking vandalism and theft on a car like that, but maybe they just wanted a quick grab. But, I mean, in my mind, you know, you want to take as much as you can. But if you're a kid, if you're a kid that has to go home to your parents, if you walk in with a guitar, they're going to go, hmm, where'd you get that at three in the morning? But a pair of Bluetooth headphones, you can hide those in your pocket. You can hide them around your neck with your hoodie on. I mean, the odds are that whoever took them, if it's a kid like I think, their parents won't even know that they have those for at least a few months until they happen to see them laying there or see them using them, but... Even with the cord popped up, you know, if the thing's underneath your collar, it just looks like a pair of regular headphones. I don't know. It's a shame that somebody was that hard-pressed for a pair of headphones. When it costs you like five bucks to buy a little pair of, what, JVC marshmallows or whatever? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, the Bluetooth is nice, but God, it kills your battery so quickly. There's a reason I haven't replaced them yet. 
<laughs> I don't know. But the the reason I'm not too upset about it, I mean, yeah, I have a really good uh, insurance policy. It was a $100 comprehensive deductible. That's all I had to pay. I took it to the the representative to have him assess the damage and everything. He's like, okay, well, it's going to be 250 around about $250 for the window. And then he points out something I didn't even see before. He found scratches from when the glass fell and scraped the paint on my car, apparently. I mean, you can see it when you look, but it's really, really minuscule. I mean, it's, but he's like, oh, that's going to that's gonna be you know body work. They're going to have to take the door apart. They're going to have to find the right paint, the right tint. It's going to take a week or so. And I'm thinking, God, I don't want to do that. It's, I have scratches all over this car. I've had it for eight, like almost eight years. You know, it's, <laughs> it's got some dings and scratches. It's just part of its character. I don't care. But he's like, I just, just have to give you all this money. That's what your policy states. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. So he cuts me a check for, I was like six hundred seventy something dollars, you know. And he's like, he's like, yeah, this is all the money I have to give you. He's like, now there are some people that you know, don't mind scratches on their car. There are people that want them all completely removed and want it, you know, devoid of, of any blemishes. He's like, that's entirely up to you. This is just the money I have to give you. And I, and I was like, huh? So if I have any money left over after I do the window and I don't want to do the scratches, he's like, this is the money I have to give you according to your policy. I'm like, fuck, all right, dude. <laughs> Not getting the body work done. Made a little cash off of it. So somebody broke into my car and I made money. Even after factoring in the cost of the headphones and everything like that. And I'm like, I made money. I totally understand insurance fraud. <laughs> Not going to fucking do it, but I get how it works. So that kind of leads into the new gear that I acquired. It's, uh, you know, I, I went in, I, I was up North, uh, visiting the lady and the friends up there and everything. And, uh, <laughs> I, I found a music store. It's called a sharp music company. I thought well, that's a clever, clever fucking name. And then they had a big sign that said anniversary sale. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'm going to go ahead and see what there is. I mean, you never know. I love a good sale in a music store. I'll always check it out. Doesn't mean I'm going to get anything, but I go in, um, I go right to the acoustic guitars. I find like a 300 something dollar Fender guitar. I don't know the stats on it, but I picked it up and played it and it had a really beautiful sound. I was like, wow, I almost actually really want this. And then I thought, okay, well, I want to compare it. So I picked up like a, $1,200 Gibson played it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds all right. There was a $5,000 Taylor hanging on the wall. And I'm like, I took it down very carefully and played it. it. had a beautiful sound. Don't get me wrong, but I really couldn't tell the difference between any of the guitars I played. The only one I could honestly determine was the worst was the Gresh uh, acoustic guitar, which was like a little... $90 something rather you know it's a starter acoustic but it's small and it, it just wasn't very good and it clearly sounded like a piece of crap 
but all the other ones, I really couldn't tell the difference. I mean, I was really playing and listening. Maybe, maybe there's a hint of a difference, but nothing that made one sound better than the other. I mean, yeah, they all sound better than mine. I, I don't know. I mean, my my Fender Strat acoustic is not by any means a, you know, a, a, it's not a full-bodied guitar. Neither is my Ibanez. They're both, like, diminished uh versions they're they're like it's not what's not hollow body but um uh shit like small body guitars like the, the ibanez one is like the, the body on it's probably like four inches thick and then the strat acoustics like three i mean i i don't like those big bulky ones where i feel like i have to stick out my arm at a weird l-shaped angle just to strum the strings and um, but that, that's what all these other ones were. Yeah. It, it resonated with a better sound than mine, but it didn't sound any better. I don't know. Like to me personally, the guitars that I have sound great and I don't really need any more right now, but I did need a new amplifier. <laughs> my, uh, my Vox, what is it? Valvatronics. It's an old amp. I mean, I, I'm not like super old, probably from like the nineties maybe even early 2000s. I bought it from my uh, my old boss at my old job for like 50 bucks. You know, he's selling. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I'll take it. Because I had a Line 6 Spider 2, I think, back then. And I think weighed like 900 pounds. And this thing is really relatively light. So I'm like, comparatively anyway. So I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I'll get that. And I, I've been playing the shit out of it. And so much so that the it's it's starting to go out a little bit. I mean, I could probably pay the money to have it fixed, but it's just, it doesn't have the right output of sound that, that I was looking for anymore. So I was, I was fucking around with some amps there at the the store, you know, they had a little uh, Fender Mustang one, it was called for like a hundred bucks. And it sounded fucking phenomenal. And things like no bigger than my computer screen, at least in, in width, you know, in height and everything. Uh, you know, because I have one of those HP Pavilion hybrid laptop tablet thingies. And, uh, fuck, oh dear, it was, it, it sounded great. And I'm like, all right. And I was like about ready to say, I'll take it. And then I looked at the back and there was no output. No output at all. The uh, It would have, if I wanted to use that to record, I'd have to mic up the amp and I'm, trying not to do that anymore because I really like being able to play and talk at the same time or even play and sing at the same time with the audio interface. So I shot that down and they had a Mustang three right next to it, which had the output, but the thing was like 250 bucks. I'm like, nah, I don't want that. And so I was playing it and the guy came up and he's like, you know, if you like that one, check this out over here. And he pointed me over to the roll into cubes and uh, I'm like, oh, all right. There was a little tiny one that was, God, how big? It was like the size of a Sega Dreamcast, if if you know what the, that size is. You know, it's not overly huge, but not incredibly small either. And it had a little, uh, like a handle from side to side on it. Look, you can carry it like a little basket to Grandma's house, and it was cool. So I'm playing on that, but then I look at the back, no output. I'm like, God damn it. So then the next model up that they had, it's the the Cube 
twenty GX, and it had the output on the back, and it was it was on sale. I think it was regular like two hundred something dollars, and it was on sale for one hundred and fifty. And you know, being the state of Washington, there was a sales tax, so it was like one hundred seventy when I bought it. But um, there's a rebate I can send into Roland to get I think twenty dollars back, so it basically negates the sales tax. And then I'm going to sell my old one, and I think I'm going to bundle it with the Ibanez Acoustic. As much as I do enjoy that guitar, I I don't play it as much as my Strat Acoustic, and it doesn't really retain a lot of sentimental value to me. So I figure I can bundle the two together. I ask maybe 125, you know, go down maybe to 175, and make some money back on that. And basically with that and the rebate and the free money I got from my insurance, I'm coming out quite ahead on that. So I, I factored all that in my mind and thought, you know what the fuck? I need a good sounding amplifier. I, I need something that has a better output because I've been working on this song that, you know, from the, the challenge that Zach and I issued to each other and my mine's it's done. I recorded all the music for it. Um, the vocals are the only thing that's left. And it's weird because I'm singing the vocals right in the car and then I get in front of the microphone and it won't come out the same. It's pissing me off. But it, the problem is, you know, the music sounds great when I play it through the auxiliary port in my car. Yeah, the, There's a certain directional output to some of the the um, tracks that I recorded for the song. Like some of it's specifically meant to come out of the left side, some out of the right side. So when it's playing on my phone, in headphones, it sounds great. But when it's playing out of my phone speakers, it sounds like shit. But playing in the car, it sounds perfect. Like exactly how I want it to sound. But it's a little overly distorted. And I I spent hours fucking around with the distortion when I first recorded it because it was too crunchy. It was, it, it, it and, and not crunchy in the way that I like. It was, it was just overpowering it was too gainy and i I turned the gain down and it still did it you know and it was the amplifier it was (laughs) it was the amplifier doing it i just i couldn't get it right so like that coupled with how it's just starting to go out you know the it's not shorting but it's there's a lot of feedback unnecessary feedback in the amplifier when i'm not even strumming just shit happens (laughs) I mean, I, I know they pick up, uh, what, like wavelengths or audio waves or something like that and play it through this, the, the speaker, but it's, it's an old amplifier and I haven't had a new one since before that, since the line six that I eventually got rid of to pay for the Strat acoustic. So I'm looking at 150 bucks. I'm like, God, that is not bad. You know, I, I'm, I've been really good about saving my money lately. I got this extra handful of free money from the insurance company that I even, even after factoring in the cost of the headphones, like I said, but also the cost of a new front fender for my, uh, for my guitar <laughs> fender guitars, front fender for my car. I still had a hundred dollars left over. That's the majority of the amplifier, you know, throw in the, uh, the, uh, that, which I think I can make off of selling the other one and the rebate. I'm going to come out ahead on that basically got this amplifier for free so 
you know, I, I, I sat there playing the fucking thing for like two hours and just thinking about it. You know, I, I don't make impulse decisions. I don't just say, well, I want that, so I'm going to buy it. I fucking think about it. <laughs> you know, I make sure that I have the, the appropriate funds for this and that I can afford it at some point. And it's not going to, you know, put me in the red later on down the line. So, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I decided why the fuck not. So I, I bought it and it's fucking cool because it, one thing that the first thing I really liked about it was it has a, an auxiliary in and it came with, you know, a little cable. It's a what? 3.5, five millimeter, whatever the fuck a headphone jack size is. And it plugs right into my phone and I can play the music from my phone out through the amplifier on top of the guitar so I can play right along with my music at like the same volume. And so I basically become the guitar player in all these songs. It's really cool. And then, you know, it has an obviously an equalizer of bass, mid and treble. Um, what fuck, what am I doing? I'll just play it. <laughs> Let's activate that track. And there we go. Where is my pick? There it is. So for the effects settings, this is off, and it has a chorus, and it's cool because it's a dial that you turn, so it's it's not just one chorus setting, there's there's a, a bit of a range to it, so if I turn it on just barely, the light goes red. So this is the chorus just barely on. But then if you listen to it, you can hear it modulating as you rotate the dial. And then when you turn it to the right point, goes into the flanger and does the same thing. There it is. To the flanger on the lowest setting. And it takes forever for that to bounce back and forth. But if you rotate the dial, It decreases the space in between the the two ends of the the effect, and it goes like wow, 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 as opposed to wow, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. And then the next one, so that's that's the flanger, probably the the highest setting it can go. It, unfortunately, I can't play and turn the dial at the same time play, play anything of substance so it's just going to be open strings and 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 whatnot but next up is a phaser
<laughs> Phasers are fun. A little warbly. Um, then next we have a, a tremolo or tremello, however you say it. Sucks so bad right now. <laughs> Tremolos are fun, and then if you turn it all the way, it's on a set called a a setting called a heavy octave, which you can't really hear. You can hear a little bit when you play a chord, but it's meant more for the the notes. I love that sound. <laughs> there you go, Joe. Threw that in for you. admit it's fun to play dude but yeah that, that heavy octave is so cool because it, it almost sounds like a like it's hitting two strings at once like on a 12 string freaking awesome that's one of my favorite ones to play with and then uh this is kind of a, a moot knob if you will but there's a delay knob there's there's two different um settings on it warm and clean yeah i'm probably not going to use that very much because obviously i have the the tc electronics flashback but still you know for people that need a good delay that's not too horrible and then i've had this on the whole time actually it's a reverb that's off kind of cool it's called that's the spring setting and then there's a plate I don't fucking know what that means it sounds like a bigger hall oh reverb's fun to mess with um but it it's cool because it has it's on the lead setting right now so that that uses all of these different um all, all of the equalizers and the effects 
will happen regardless if it's on clean or on lead. But on lead, actually, here, I'll put it on clean first. That just does a... There's just one knob that... that uh, whoa, that's really loud. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. I might go back and cut that out. There we go. That's better. If I forget to cut that out and that blew out your eardrums, you can um, send all medical bills to Mark at tangentboundnetwork.com. He'll take care of it for you. He's my insurance guy. That's just a, a clean setting. that's not super loud the wavelengths are huge but uh, maybe the equalizer or the levelator will help uh, moderate that a little bit um but yeah it's just a just a nice clean setting fancy about it but I like to keep it on the lead setting obviously for the nice crunch but the crunch itself um, so there's a uh, an amp like a preamp knob I guess uh, it's on what's called an acoustic sim right now so whole time i don't care so that's an acoustic sim and then the next one is called overdrive um, and then of course with with uh this lead setting there's a gain knob so that's overdrive with no gain and that's it with a max gain and then it has a volume knob that you know obviously depicts the volume <laughs> duh not really hard to figure out the next setting is called distortion so overdrive and your distortion is just a little bit distorted <laughs> what do you want from me next one's called metal which you know is a lot more of a, a gain for the uh the palm muting kind of cool Next one's called Metal Stack. Mm -hmm. 
last but not least extreme not even on full gain either let's see what it sounds like crack i'll do it later Probably just sounds like a lot of noise. Yeah, that's pretty cool though. Then of course, you know, last but not least, a master volume. Yeah. What's really cool too is the master volume works as the, you know, the the overall output from the amplifier itself. But when the phone when a phone is plugged into it, it it works as the volume for that more than anything else. And then I can adjust the volume knob on the lead setting that will just specifically depict the output volume of the guitar. So I can make my guitar really loud, but leave the phone volume down where it was before. So I can play a little bit louder than the song. Yeah, that's really fucking cool. Then on the back, there's a recording out output, which you know, obviously I needed. And then a, a foot switch option too, which I didn't get, but I can at a later date, should I be so inclined. Ow. Mm. Fucking ankle. And then there's also a a solo setting. Whoa, that's going to be super loud. Not going to do that. A solo setting is basically when you find a specific sound that you really like, you can save it there. And it's it's like it's a memory slot basically. So that's pretty neat. I've been kind of keeping it between somewhere between distortion and overdrive. Roland Cube 20 GX. I have to look at the box. <laughs> I still don't know the name of it. Uh, That's great. It, and the thing is, it's it's smaller than my Valvatronics. I'm trying to see what it says. 
is that a 20 20 watt power output Uh, yeah, 20, it's a little dark, uh, 20 watt output with an eight inch custom design speaker, scratching the itches, um, yeah, I don't, I can't remember, I think the, the Valvetronics was maybe like a 30 watt, or maybe it's a 20, I could go over and look, but I don't really want to. I've said it before somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fucking awesome, though. It's a, This cube is, is phenomenal. And it's like half the weight of the Valvetronics, too, so it's even lighter. And the, and the cool thing is, is like when, it, when it's not plugged into the, the Focusrite audio interface, the actual sound that comes out of it is fucking phenomenal. It's not just the sound you hear, it's the sound you feel too. Like, you know, when, when you hit the bass notes, I actually feel it vibrate in my foot. And it's not even turned up that loud. So I, I guess maybe it has a hell of a bass speaker in it somewhere too or something. Or just the, the I, I don't know how the, the shit works, to be honest. I'm, I, I know nothing about what goes on inside of it. I just know that when I play, loud noises come out and it makes me very happy. And that's all we want is a happy packy and that is good so ladies and gentlemen there you have it that will be chapter nine of delayed effect um as always you know thank you for sticking around and checking out this this little episode it's it's kind of cool that this is chronicling my my uh acquisition of different gear i mean in the time that i started this podcast i've gotten the the audio interface the delay pedal the new amplifier i believe i got the guitar before i started this yeah because i i promoted it on or promoted i demoed it on down the bunny hole so yeah but even so, that was kind of the start of it because, you know, when I bought the guitar, that's when I told myself, all right, if you're going to buy a new guitar, you're going to do something with it. You're going to make some money off of it somehow in some way other than just selling it. So <laughs> that's what started me down this particular road. And this is where we are nine chapters in. So, oh, that means next week is our first dip into the double digits. Uh, you know, apologies, of course, for the <laughs> the delay of delayed effect and, you know, a couple days being late, but technically right now it's only a day late and not even a buck short, so you, know, you can't go wrong there. Uh, hopefully, by the time I record the next one, uh, the song will be done. Like I said, all I gotta do is do the vocals and it's pretty much solid. I, I do want to re-record the music at some point using the cube, but because I, I tried just fucking around with it before I recorded this episode, and it records a much better, cleaner output than the Valvatronics did. So, <laughs> you know, being that distortion was my biggest issue with recording the music in the first place, I think that the cube will do much better in providing us with 
a greater sound for the song. But you know, for now, for getting the project done, I'm just going to record the vocals on top of it and call it good. Because, I mean, <laughs> it's it's not going to be studio perfect no matter what I do. I, I have to realize that, that this is going to sound very, very amateur. And it does. But at the same time, it I am in love with the way my song sounds. I, I cannot... I cannot talk about it enough, which is funny because I haven't really talked about it at all because I don't want to leak too much of it, but it's, it's good. The music is fun to play. It's, it's definitely a two guitar song, so it is layered in there, but I've always pictured the music that I create being a two guitar thing. Even, even though I'm my only musician here, I don't have another person with me that will play guitar. It's like, you know, Zach and I ever make music together to the point where we can play together at someday. Um, that's two guitarists. That's, that's what we are. So the fact that I'm, I'm making music to include him just shows how nice of a guy I really am. Aww. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. So thank you again for listening to delayed effect and God, I really need a sign-off phrase. Nope, I got nothing. So, you know, fuck off. See you next week.